0: Is this thing on? I am Queen's. Hi everyone, my name is Alyssa, and you are listening to the All Things Pelvic podcast, where you get to follow my life as a pelvic floor physical therapist. That may sound a little boring, but real quick, let me break it down. I bring up topics that most people find difficult to talk about, But maybe it's time we get comfortable with discussing the uncomfortable. I always strive for real talk, good vibes, and mostly all things pelvic. Join me and my guests as we discuss healthcare, culture, and real-life topics. Are you ready? Because it's time to take a page out of my playbook. Hi, everyone. I am here with one of my really good friends from PT school, and... She's, like, super pregnant with twins. Uh, please introduce yourself, Boo.
1: Uh, hi, I'm Lizzie. As Alyssa said, we went to grad school together. So, you know, when you get through that experience with someone, you're just bonded for life.
0: Yeah, duh. <laughs> duh. And now we live in the city together. Um, and I've actually been treating Lizzie since she's
1: been prego with the twinsies.
0: Um, how you feeling, hon? How far along are you?
1: Um, let's see, today I am 35 plus two, three, three. two? Three? Three. It's crazy when you get like so into the weeks and days. I'm 35 weeks plus three days.
0: Oh my god, that is so wild. First of all, I remember when you like told us that you were pregnant, so it's just <laughs> kind of crazy that this is like now a thing, <laughs> that you're like really getting close and stuff. Um, how you feeling?
1: In general, I'm still feeling pretty okay. Um, Definitely at this stage, I think my body is just getting really ready to like try to, you know, shoot some babies out. So (laughs) just completely (laughs) shoot them out. They're just gonna go skyrocketing out of there. I think that's preferable, right? They just like slip right on out. Um, So feel (laughs) like you know the classic kind of like lower quarter pain that you would get because my body is all like trying to just pretend like my hips don't connect anymore
0: (laughs) and I think well one thing that we do know about the twins so we call the twins twin a and twin b because we don't know the sexes of the babies yet which I think is really cool and I think so awesome that you guys like want to be surprised and everything I actually really really love that because just knowing myself, like, I don't even know if I can handle that. You know, like, if I would have been able to handle the surprise and – but I also have never kind of been through, you know, pregnancy and that whole experience before. But I – they are kickers. They are kickers, oh, yeah. especially yeah. with treating you. Like, they one of them, like, <laughs> totally responded and, like, went for a punch the last time I saw you. <laughs> so I do hope that it's just, like, a smooth, you know – delivery and everything because i feel like they're just gonna be ready to come out
1: that's what i'm i'm hoping too it's such a crazy experience to be at this stage of pregnancy because i mean i think all first-time moms for sure at this phase are like you're excited to meet your babies and also as you get increasingly more uncomfortable you're like i'm over it can you please (laughs) can i please get my bladder back
0: (laughs) (laughs) I actually think that's one of the biggest things that, like, my, my patients, but also my friends who are pregnant, like, come, you know, they complain about. They're just, like, I feel like I'm peeing just all the time, but also there's just so much pressure in that area. Where, like, one of my good friends who was actually on the podcast, too, she was saying that, like, she just feels like something is sitting there all the time, which, like, it it is, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it literally is sitting there, but... She was like, I just feel like there's so much pressure there. And I'm like, that is wild. That's wild.
1: Yeah. I know we were talking about this earlier, and I was just saying how I think pregnancy is like a daily surprise. Yeah. Some, I guess you quote unquote, issues will just be there the whole time. And so I feel like in some ways you just like accept it's a thing and you move on. So it's not really an issue. Like, you know i haven't been able to wear my rings like my whole yeah. pregnancy cuz my hands are so swollen like you buy new shoes cuz your cuz your feet swell and like that's an issue but then it's like you wake up one day and you're like oh i feel super congested that's interesting <laughs> like
0: yeah. yeah which actually is way more common than what people think too it's just like pregnancy yeah. has a huge effect on your ribs which yeah. then have a huge, huge effect on your lungs. It's like it all kind of just connects into itself and everything too, and Even certain positions cause you to be super congested and all that as well. So it's like it, it, but even I, as I talk to moms about it, cause I obviously, you know, I treat a bunch of moms just like throughout my day. There's always something else that pops up where I'm like, Oh, nope. no. Haven't heard that before, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. that just goes to show every pregnancy is super different,
1: right? Absolutely, and I also think people just don't talk about certain things, you know. Like, everyone thinks pregnancy and they think morning sickness, weight gain, yeah. like feeling hot all the time, having to pee all the time. Like, those are things people associate with pregnancy, but no one really thinks about hemorrhoids yeah. <laughs> or, <laughs> or insomnia.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wait, we are going to totally backtrack to that for a second, but I have a story that like leads into this just because I thought this was wild and it goes into like what people don't talk about. Right. So my boss today, we had a meeting, right? And she brings (laughs) up how she just went to Dubai and she came back because that's like where she's from. She comes back and like five of her friends are pregnant. Right, and oh, wow. she, there, yeah, yeah, like, and that, honestly, that's me too. I feel like I have like <laughs> six friends that are pregnant right now. Yeah. I'm like, wow, quarantine was a doozy, right? <laughs> like, what good. happened? Yeah. So she comes back, and she was like, "You guys will not believe what's happening in Dubai." And I'm like, "Oh my god! Like, did I miss something on the news? Like, what? Like, what's going on?" And she goes, "No, like, my friends that are pregnant all went through IVF," and I was like, "Oh." okay. I was like, what do you, what do you mean? She was like, it's a trend and it's a thing to like go through IVF. So she, she was telling us how, and I don't know if this is like completely, you know, like actually like a trend and stuff, or if this is just happening like in her line of friends, because like that's right. her line of friends. Right. And they all talk and they all, and she was like, for the longest time, none of us, you know, none of us talked about this. I just assumed that they just like got pregnant on their own. But then she – and I and I said to her, and I was like, I don't mean to make, like, age a thing, but it, are they older? Like, is that why they went through IVF? That's usually why, you know, or if they have a certain diagnosis. Like, of course right. I know that, being in this field. Um, and is it hard for them to get pregnant? And she was like, no. One of them has gotten pregnant, like, completely on their own before and is 32. And I was like, interesting. So they <laughs> – she was telling us how they – Just get IVF just to get IVF because, like, it's easy, it's accessible, Um, they can, and they don't want to have to go through getting pregnant, like, waiting for, like, ovulation times and all this stuff, and I was just, like, and she said that it's way more common than, like, what we think, and I was, like, what? I was, and it was funny because, like, I'm obviously all about things that, like, people don't talk about all the time, but I was, like... That is not something that I would have thought would have been,
1: <laughs> like... That literally blows my mind, especially <laughs> because IBS is, I mean, one, so expensive.
0: So expensive. So, it made me... And, like, Dubai, I'm assuming, is expensive. So, that's one thing that I, like, did forget to ask her, and, like, I made a mental note to ask her when I go in into the office again, because I was like, hold on a second, like... I was just mind blown. I was mind blown because I was like, wow, is that like actually a thing? Yeah. I just had to bring that up. So that, like, (laughs) because because that totally happened today. And I was like, why are people not talking about that? That, like, that's a thing. So they were saying, they were like, yeah, you know, like, now we just don't have to go through the process of waiting until ovulation times and we don't have to go through this and that. And I was like,
1: what? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Honestly, I feel like that would be so upsetting to people who, like, IVF is their only option to know people are using
0: so, it just for, like, ends. Right, right. I totally – I mean, this was also during, like, a meeting where, like, everybody was there and stuff, right? So I didn't want to th- – but that did go through my head. That completely went through my head where I was like, what about the person who's been trying for a long time? And that is their only option? And what if – they spent like their life savings on this option too, right? right. And it kind, of, yeah, it made me think about that. But it just kind of, I mean, that can lead into a whole bunch of stuff, right? We're like, yeah, rich, I mean, like, oh. yeah, <laughs> that <laughs> is like a whole category in itself with like money and what money right. can do and what it can right. buy and all oh. that. But yeah, I had to bring that because that happened today. It is like fresh in my head, and I was like, wow, wow. wow. I know. Oh wild, wow. right? And we're over here talking about the things that people don't talk about. Like my feet are swollen. <laughs> and like my my rings are, you know, like don't fit. And like these typical things that we find in pregnancy. But I feel like now there's like now this whole other world of that. But I guess that goes into too like the world is always changing. You know, there's always gonna be like something else, and maybe that will become more common and more accessible, I guess. I know a weird one, a weird one for sure, but had to bring it up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. With that being said, let's go back into your, your things that people don't talk about as much. So I know one thing for you. Oh my God. I remember so I saw your feet. I like, poor feet. Yeah. Poor feet for sure. How they doing now?
1: Um, you know, it's a huge I think the huge difference is I you know, obviously I went to PT school with with Alyssa, so I'm <laughs> also a therapist. Um, but I work in a hospital setting. So um I was spending all day like on my feet or walking around and also just commuting in the city. You're you know, I walk to the train and then I walk to work and it's just a lot of, a whole lot of walking. So my feet were really suffering while I was working, but I am now on my medical leave because um, well, with twins at this stage, twins can come on average around 35, 36 weeks, Mm -hmm. so really around the time of delivering, and I also was just becoming so uncomfortable (laughs) at work that it really was just not possible for me to do my job anymore. Yeah, Um,
0: and you also, you or lifting, Lizzie's in a hospital setting, so she's, like, lifting, and she, you know, like, she's doing a lot more kind of with these patients and stuff, too. But even, didn't you tell me that, like, even your patients kind of, like, look at you and they're, like, uh... Yeah, like,
1: <laughs> <thank> you. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, they look at you and they're, like, hold on a second. <laughs> right.
1: Well, I was very fortunate um, in that I was able to, well, I say fortunate, but I also had to, like, work with my job to... Um, advocate for myself to be in a place where I felt safe and also like I was where I was safe for myself and my babies but also I was going to be safe with the patients so I was put on a post-op cardiac unit um, where my joke was always with the the nurses who'd be telling me to slow down that the patients were as out of breath as I was so we like (laughs) were on the same page
0: oh my god (laughs) which is like funny but also terrible at the same time, right? It's like so – because you even – you know, you did have to work with your job and stuff too to, like, make sure that everything was okay. And I – part of me always thinks that that should just be accepted no matter what, right? And I've heard from way too many people that, like, my job doesn't want to do anything to help me. And I've heard that from too many of our friends, unfortunately, too. Um Wait. And I think being PTs, like, just in this field – or just healthcare workers. Healthcare workers in general, yeah. we see a lot, and that should never be a thing in our workplaces. It should never, you know, be a thing where it's just like, oh, like, let's try to push her to the breaking point of, like, what she can do. It's like that should never – but then you have the other ends where you might have somebody that's, like, babying you too much where you're kind of like, no, 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 I can still handle – there's –
1: yeah, I know it's a hard, It's a, definitely a hard balance, and I, I think it really requires you to have a very good communication with your supervisor. Yeah, um, as well as a very good communication and support from your medical team. Totally. Uh, yeah. Because if you have an unsupportive supervisor, then you're going to need the support of your doctor. Because mm-hmm. you know, the way that everyone looks at authority, or I guess the person of of power who can. Help make decisions. Your your doc they're gonna want something from your doctor saying that you are unable to do something, or maybe you need an extra break so you can have some water or snack. Yeah. or breaks during the day because um, you know all those things are super important and become can become super difficult when you're not working. You know, a desk job where you can be you can say in a meeting like, "Hold on one second, I need to like go grab some water." You can have water when you need it, as opposed to when you're working in a hospital during a pandemic where you're trying to stay safe stay take all your precautions that you can as well as you know not pass out
0: right and i was gonna say i mean like very important to add in the pandemic part right it's like and that would have been it would have been like this even without the pandemic but it, you're right. You're right. I, for my friends who do work at a desk job or, you know, something where it's not as higher level activity, they're always just like, yeah, you know, like, of course they let me go do this or they let me go do that. But that's not the case in a lot of jobs, unfortunately, you know, where you might not be able to do that. But I, one thing also, somebody actually said to me today, she was like, I'm so tired and I don't know why. And she's like in her seventh month and I'm like, I I know why. <laughs> like you're, <laughs> you're and that's another thing too. It I kind of connect that to just like American culture where we yeah. feel the need to be on overdrive all the right. time. I'm like, what do you mean you don't know why you're tired? Like you're tired because you're baking a you're baking something. Like <laughs> <laughs> you you. are growing an actual human inside of you so like of course you're tired and your job like she runs around you know for her job and stuff like she that's what she does and I'm just like yeah no shit (laughs) like obviously you know so I think that's another thing too is that like we do look at pregnancy as of course this like it's a beautiful normal natural thing however it does take a toll on you. Of course it does. Right. You know, And for somebody like you, too, you got the twinsies, so you're <laughs> double
1: baking. You got the yep. bun
0: and, like, a chicken going on in there. <laughs> you have a lot of stuff happening.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's really hard with, like, social media culture. Yeah. Um, because we all, we all, I, we all, even if we're maybe better at how we do it, it's really hard not to compare yourself to someone else oh yeah <laughs> and so and also some women do incredible things during their pregnancies like throughout their entire pregnancy you'll see they're very active they're mm-hmm. able to exercise they have no trouble working they have very minimal symptoms and that's amazing yeah. so people start seeing that then they're like oh why do I feel tired why is it so difficult for me to like walk up the stairs (laughs) I can't really exercise and so I think that makes it really difficult I think you know women just put so much pressure on themselves sure I hear
0: that every five seconds as well and I think oh oh, gosh social media is a whole topic in itself (coughs) I one thing that I say to all my moms and I will repeatedly say it on here is like try your best not to compare you shouldn't even compare your pregnancies to each other let alone to like somebody else's pregnancy now it's like you your bodies all of our bodies are different they're so different so when I do see the mom on Instagram where she's super pregnant and like doing a hardcore like CrossFit workout like okay do you you know like that that's great but like I know even having not being pregnant. I know damn well I'm not going to be able to do. I can't even do that now. <laughs> like I'm not going to be able to do that when I'm pregnant. So it's but you're right. It's like then there is that comparison and there's so many accounts now for pregnant women which I of course am all about. I'm right. all about it, but that's even more reason for you to compare yourself to somebody else. So that that's one thing. Like if you were to give advice to certain moms would that be like one of your top things <laughs> too
1: i think we live in such like a like a voyeuristic culture right like like we like to see other people living their life oh yeah you no know, like what did you what did you eat today like how are you handling this like oh you have hemorrhoids too what kind of cream did you buy like <laughs> yeah. we, we like thrive on that so i think it's like finding the happy medium between feeling like you're you're feeling confirmed like oh my god she's going through this and i'm going through that too and it feels so cool for you to like find that kind of community in some way where you're like yes i know exactly what you're talking about i was up all night with heartburn too (laughs) but then it's also like you see that person go out and run five miles the next day and you can just be like good for you I'm going to
0: stay on the couch because that's all I
1: can handle right now, but
0: good for you. Yeah. And then, so, long story short, social media is a blessing and a curse. And I, like, and I've always, always, always have said that. Blessing, in a sense, where you, like, you just said, like, you're going to find people that are similar to you, and that is a beautiful thing. Like, these Facebook groups, like, seeing the comments on Instagram from all the moms that are like, hell yes, I do have hemorrhoids, and they're a bitch, and they suck, and they, you know, like... (laughs) All these things. So I think, again, blessing and a curse, right? So yeah. I, what I wanted to ask you was yeah. are you following like any accounts that have to deal with twins? Like, you know, when you found out that you were having twins, were like, did your research just like go off the wall with like certain things? And like, what did you find is like completely different compared to, I guess, like a normal quote unquote pregnancy? Yeah.
1: Well, definitely once like, family and friends knew we were having twins they were really helpful and supportive in connecting us with their acquaintances who have twins um which you know like in the beginning it was a lot of just like how did you find maybe your doctor or like talking about uh like registry items that you think are needed and not needed for twins so then maybe comparing birth stories or stuff like that um I totally forgot what you asked me.
0: <laughs> and that is straight pregnant brain. But also that's my brain in general too, so it's totally fine. It's fine. Um I what I asked was <laughs> what I asked was, were there like certain accounts that you looked at? And you don't need to like name them off or anything, but did you find yeah. that you were like, oh my goodness, like I can't believe how much like twin things are out there? Or did you think that there's like a lack of um twin yeah twin things that are out there
1: I mean there, there's definitely less like if, if you're looking for a uh I guess content like social media there definitely would be is less compared to what you could find in a singleton pregnancy but for sure I found I liked YouTube better than I liked okay. and it was definitely it was more like a conversation of talking about like here are some things that worked and this is when i found out and this is my weekly i even was watching like weekly symptoms just to kind of be like what what do i have in store for me <laughs>
0: yeah yeah
1: because um, for sure when you go to the doctor or you know whenever you read you know i have the the bump app or whatever um and they talk about like every week you have like a breakdown of your symptoms mm-hmm. and it'll be mo- it's mostly catered towards singleton moms and then I would have, like, oh, if you're having twins, you can probably expect this times two. <laughs> and you're like, right. oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> double that. Um, so I, I found that those kind of things were kind of helpful. I don't know. I, I guess it's really hard to say. Um, yeah.
0: Well, and I think um, that's because the internet's like a wild place, too, right? It's like, what do you what do you now like believe also here, you know? So because like the internet is a kind of free speech as well, depending on like what you're looking at, like think about these YouTube videos, like as educational as they are sometimes like anybody can post on YouTube as well. Yeah.
1: And they're also sharing their experience, which is unique. And even, you know, I know we talk about this a lot, Mm -hmm. but when people think of twins, they think either there's fraternal or there's identical twins. Mm -hmm. Really, there's three types of twins. Um, depending on if they're sharing a placenta or sharing an amniotic sac. And so mine are each have their own. So then it's like you watch a video and it's someone who is a mono twin in some way, either one placenta or one sac. And so that mom, then you're watching their video. And also for me, I'm like, well, their experience is different than mine because our babies aren't the same. Yep.
0: Yep. Yeah. And I think that that's like always, I think that is seems to be our vibe of today is that if you're going to learn anything, is that like your experience is going to be different than anybody else's. And that just goes with life in general too, right? Everybody's experiences are different. I want to know, like, what are things that are different with twins? Like I know like obviously like your due date is earlier, right? And that right. was something that I had to learn before. You know, like I, I didn't know that. I, I learned that within,
1: of course, the past few years and stuff. But right. I
0: didn't know that for a long time.
1: 100%. Yeah, 100%. So the <laughs> when you go for your first ultrasound and they spring the news on you that there's actually two babies in there and not one um, – <laughs> The first thing that they say to you is, uh, you're not considered a high risk pregnancy, which I think is really scary for any mom to hear any new, any new mom, especially to hear. Um, so when you have twins, you're considered high risk. There's a lot more monitoring that has to go on throughout the entire pregnancy. So you have a lot more scans, which is kind of awesome because you get to see your babies (laughs) pretty frequently. Mm Um, and definitely, you know, I, I've had no other experience. And that's kind of cool comparing to maybe some of my friends or my uh, family members who have babies because their appointments are so much less frequent. So you get to bond a little bit more with your doctors. Um, yeah, so you have a lot more visits. They also will start checking your cervical length mm-hmm. very frequently, which essentially is just making sure that the weight and pressure of having two babies on your poor cervix <laughs> doesn't make it want to open prematurely. Um, which was something I was super worried about in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if they worried. I was concerned about because there are a few different ways that they can treat it. But uh, I was definitely afraid of a cerclage where essentially they like stitch up, stitch you up a little bit. Yep. Yeah. And make sure it stays closed. Um, and then... The other things are, essentially, in any pregnancy, especially multiples, they're concerned about you going into preterm labor. Mm-hmm. And so, I want to say maybe around like ten or twelve weeks. Um, also, when you have a multiple pregnancy, they usually they highly encourage slash require that you also see a maternal fetal medicine specialist. So, because I technically have a I had the lowest risk twins of twins because they didn't share a placenta or a sac. Um, I only had one consultation with them, and then they like follow your scans as you as you go through pregnancy, but they don't really have to meet with you again. Um, but I take a baby aspirin every day okay. to yep. reduce the risk of preeclampsia. Um, which I guess is something a little bit different right. than a.
0: Right, pregnancy. and of course that would happen, you know, in another pregnancy as well, but they're just, like, really making sure that, like, you, yeah, right. that it doesn't happen with you, and they have to do that, yep. Right. Yeah, yeah, uh. so there are a bunch of things to kind of look out for, you know, too. And then then there's also the, which I, I feel like a lot of doctors say this, but they a lot of them do want you to have a C-section, If you are having twins, however, you are working with (laughs) doctors that are cool with natural, which I thought was so awesome because a lot of the times you hear, like, and at least this is just, like, in my experience, like, with, you know, working with moms who have had, you know, twins and stuff. Like, a lot of them do automatically say, like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, we're going to schedule the C-section. This is what's happening. And then – a mom that I might be working with is like, wait, but like, can't I try, you know? So talk to us about that, you know, like what, how did that kind of journey go?
1: Yeah. Um, Well, first off, I would definitely say in the beginning, finding the right medical team was Mm -hmm. super important to me. Um, I think maybe because we work in healthcare that we know that you need to find a provider that you trust I think that a lot of times there's this idea that, like, OBGYN care can be very paternalistic and people are telling you what to do instead of having a discussion with you about your options of what you could do.
0: Totally, yeah.
1: Um, And sometimes I think you end up finding a doctor, like, the first doctor I went to, I found to be very condescending Mm -hmm. and not very warm. Um, And I even remember when I was scheduling my follow-up visits, the front desk... The the receptionist had said, Oh my gosh, you're having twins. That's so exciting. We never get twins here. Uh cool. I don't wanna be the <laughs> the specimen here. Oh,
0: right. Oh
1: man,
0: which is you know, she was obviously saying it in like a good way, but that right. is not how, not how it came across to you, and to especially not. To, I don't care if you're like a second time mom, third time mom, whatever it is like to you. Like being a first time mom, that was probably like, uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: what just happened. Oh going to be the first or second
0: yeah (laughs) and you had already had like not the best experience with that certain doctor so that was probably like the icing on the cake that was like oh (laughs) nope
1: (laughs) yes exactly Mm -hmm. so I ended up finding my practice because so I kind of did it a little bit reversed Mm -hmm. so because twins arrive early um typically they there's a higher likelihood that they have to spend some time in the NICU. So what I first did was research NICUs in the city and make sure that they had at least a level four NICU, um, which kind of limited the hospitals that I would want to deliver with because I decided to do a hospital birth. Um, and so then I kind of worked backwards to see what providers within my insurance worked with this And I ended up finding a practice that had a blend of hospital-based and private practice. Mm -hmm. And it just so happened, like, even when I was reading through their information, that they had a very low C-section rate. Multiples were their bread and butter. Um, And they even actually, the practice has a podcast. So I got to listen to the doctors talk about their experiences and talk about their passions. and Love that, obviously. (laughs) <laughs> i was like okay this is a place that i want to i want to This, these are people that i can trust totally to support me in the decision that i would like to go for a vaginal delivery if possible yeah but, and I mean, it's I'm- cool
0: yeah i'm sorry honey. i didn't mean to cut you off i like i i just remember when you told me that i remember that and you and i just I was more so in awe. I was like, I think that that is so cool. Um, You know, well, the fact that they're experiencing it, that's always great. You know, like, of course, yeah. that's great. And, of course, that takes time to get experience as something. But also, like, the fact that they're taking the time out to do a podcast for it, I just think that, like, that means that they care, obviously. Granted, not saying every healthcare professional, like, needs to do that, but, like, good for them, you know, good for them for taking the time out to do that. I really do think it means that they care, and I think that's dope. I think that's so cool.
1: Yeah. so It's also really crazy to me because it's, from from listening to the doctors and, like, a little bit of research that I've done, it seems like there's no reason to not have the option of a a vaginal delivery Mm -hmm. um, unless the lower twin is in a bad position.
0: Right. I think it is very, and this is totally not my scope, obviously, of like, you know, positioning of the babies and things. But like, I think that that's what it is more so is that like, of course, the babies are more like, that can happen with one baby in there. So now you add in multiples and like the positioning of them obviously can change. Like, so I think... It's more so of like a save my ass type of thing. Like, I know I can get the babies out with a C section, you know, and it, like, I will get them out in the way that I need to. Um, right. But I think more moms nowadays, though, are researching things a little bit more. And, like, a C section is not always the best option. You know, we're finding that, like, postpartum care with C-sections is not the best, right? A lot of um, women are so nervous about, like, their vaginas being different and, like, you know, that area being different that they automatically go for a C-section. But, but, recovery major. from, it is major surgery. And recovery from a C-section is not always the best. Now, with that being said, though, I am not against C-sections. If you need a section, if you you need a section, if you need a (laughs) C-section, you need a C-section and that is okay. That is like what was meant to be for you and like that's completely fine. And I always make that known to my moms too. If you're planning on having a vaginal birth and for some reason that does not happen for you, that's still okay and like as long as you and the baby are fine. That's like always what is like matters at the end of the day, but... I think it's okay to also think twice about just going for a c-section there's nothing wrong with that and i you were one of like the not the first people to say like nope like i you know i want to go for that natural birth but who's like actually going for it like found people that do deliver you know for multiples with natural birth and i think that's so cool
1: yeah i think the thing too is like we've been talking about like expectations especially with let's say social media or um seeking out other people's experiences but this whole pregnancy I just keep telling myself like if I were to be told at my next doctor visit that somehow my lower twin moved which I have no idea how they'd be able to at this point there's no more <laughs>
0: <laughs> no more suddenly... space.
1: <laughs> right if I suddenly had to have a c-section I I think I would be fine with it because it's just like you get to this point and it's just If it's indicated, and the team that I that I've been working with and that I trust has decided that this would be the safest thing for me and the babies, all for it.
0: Totally, and I think that you mentioned that you know kind of a few times here, where it's just like making sure that your team is somebody that you can trust. Now, during you know, this was maybe a few months back. One of my patients, um, she was unfortunately going to a place that each time she went in, there was a new doctor. And while I get that, you know, like, I completely understand it's, like, whoever is available, and it is what it is. There are so many factors into that, too. Like, your health insurance, like, where places that you can go that, like, will cover certain things and whatever it is – but she was like I don't know who's going to deliver my baby and like that yeah. is very like nerve-wracking to me. So the fact that you do have a medical team where you're just like nope, like this is what's happening. This is my team if they feel that it is indicated, like that's great and I think that that's a good way to like go into things. Now, granted, you know not everybody has that, you know, of course, right. and it depends on your situation, but I think that if somebody can do that, it would definitely be something that I would, like, try to advise on for sure, you know, to right. to be able to do that.
1: Right. Well, well actually, I don't know who's going to be delivering me either. Oh, I thought you did. So my practice has about, I want to say, eight, maybe ten, actually, considering the specialists who also deliver has about ten OBs who deliver.
0: Got it. Got it. Okay.
1: Also, because I've had such frequent visits, I've been able to see multiple doctors multiple times. Sure. Cause I, I I, mean, I think everyone could be different, but um, I really didn't want the first time I met one of them to be when they walked in like, all right, let's meet your babies. Right. You know. <laughs> so it, it's, but I, I totally see your point of view um, because it, it would be a hundred percent more comforting to be like all right Alyssa is my doctor yeah and Tuesday she's the one delivering my baby but um, I don't know I for me personally I think there's so many things that can get so overwhelming I just keep thinking that whatever is going to happen and whoever it's going to be like you said, it's going to be the right
0: way that it was supposed to happen. 1,000%. And I think, like, and that's exactly what I told her, too. You know, I was just, like, you got to work with just, like, what you have, right? And I think it's more so, like, if you can do that, great. You know, like, if you have a midwife or, like, whatever it is and they're able to deliver your kid, cool. You know, like, that's awesome. But if how the practice is run is that, like, you're going to get one of these people and, like, that's that. Like, that's okay, too. You just have to, like, go yeah. with it and – Do what you need to do, right? Yeah. Yeah. So wild. So many factors that go into everything.
1: It really is so crazy. There's so many birth experiences that are available nowadays. We have another friend who's due around the same time as me, and she's doing a birth at home. Like, she just got her, like, blow-up pulled. Yeah,
0: and some people, like, oh, my God. (laughs) I think – like, for me, I think that I, like, could never. Like, I I don't know. Like, I, there's no, and I know plenty of people that do it and it goes fine. And, like, do yeah. you, that's amazing and beautiful. I yeah. just, like, I think that would actually cause my nervousness to increase. Just because right. I, like, for me personally, like, I, yeah. I don't know. But you're right. There's so much available. And I think that that's, pregnancy is one barbaric, but also, like, beautiful thing. It's, <laughs> like it's so beautiful but you are like what you said before it's like you literally are creating a human and I think that's so wild but I have one more question for you okay
1: what are you most excited for um well I'm obviously very excited to meet my babies but just to like you know meet them but to meet them completely to know who they are um because you know, obviously, we didn't know the genders the whole time, so you kind of that kind of makes it, I think, in some ways, a little bit harder to bond because yeah. you're like this person is such a little stranger to you, even though like they know your insides so well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> literally,
1: <laughs>
0: literally, and I also just feel like your children are gonna just be like wild, but in a great way. Like, and, like they're gonna be funny. <laughs> they're gonna uh, take after their uh, mom and dad.
1: Percent. 100% so I'm, so I'm definitely the most excited just to be able to like finally hold them um, and of course I'm really excited for to see Mike um, as a dad and I I'm just I almost got a tear from him at our wedding like almost got a little tear <laughs> but so I <laughs> I think <laughs> pretty-
0: if I saw Mike cry I would start bawling like i don't even know what i would do like if i saw i i absolutely don't know what i would do if i saw mike cry like
1: i i feel like i'm gonna be like pushing out the first baby and they're gonna be giving to me i'm just gonna be looking at him i'm not even gonna be looking at the baby i'm just gonna be like do you feel anything yet
0: (laughs) yeah our wedding didn't do it for you but hopefully our children do Yeah, no, and I think I think that's, like, really beautiful, and I think that's honestly what a lot of people say. They're just like, I'm just ready to see what this little person is going to be like, and it's true. I, I felt that way about my nieces, right? Yeah. I felt that way about my nieces. Like, I can't even imagine what that's going to feel like, like, as a mom one day for me, you know, to, like, meet – the little the little person and i think it's so cool and you're doing so well and you're doing <laughs> soon
1: <laughs> it's so crazy think people keep saying that's like oh you're doing so well like i i'm surviving but i'm not <laughs> like this process is somehow just happening on its own and i'm just like walking around eating snacks
0: <laughs> <laughs> and i think that that's like a perfect real way of putting it like no I'm just surviving, and I look the way I look. I feel the way I feel, and that's about it. Like, yeah. that's about it. That's and that's what's happening here. But, uh, thank you for answering all my questions, Lizzie Rollo. I appreciate it. And I think that, like, I think that everything that you kind of said about pregnancy, first of all, is just, like, real. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, yeah. No fluff. No fluff on here. I don't do fluff. Nope. But- yeah but I appreciate it and I think like one thing that we just kept on saying is that like each person is different right so if like you guys are going to take anything out of this just know that like every pregnancy is different so even everything that like Lizzie spoke about you know like things might be super different for you and that's okay you know like that's completely okay and I think that's what we have to vibe with with like life you feel me (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> Feel <tight>. Feel it. <laughs> thanks for being on boo
0: got it <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening to the all things pelvic pod have questions concerns comments want to share your story remember to follow me on instagram at the underscore pelvic floor playbook DM me, share my stuff, like it, and let me know what you think. As a reminder, this is not medical advice by any means. So don't be out here doing a bunch of nonsense in these streets. If you need me and want a vibe, you know where to find me. I'm out.